a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources Expanded Now. Great to be with you for the next two hours uh, every weekday, 1 to 3, here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, and it is time for all of us to dig a little deeper, think a little bigger, challenge our assumptions a little stronger, and of course, when necessary, disagree just a little bit better. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So we always begin each hour uh, talking about some of the issues of the day, but trying to look at it a little bit different. So often we skim across the headlines or we kind of glance through some of the uh, news things and we we think we got it. We think we know it, but we want to go a little deeper. And there's a lot of things that we should think again about as we go through. As uh, Einstein said, it's not about being smarter. It's about being willing to stay with the questions a little bit longer. Uh, of course, there's been a lot of news coverage over the weekend, both locally and nationally, in terms of what happened at the Utah Republican Convention over the weekend. And it uh, sparked a, a host of comments, again, locally and nationally, uh, as to what happened and, and how Senator Mitt Romney was treated at that convention. And it's an interesting thing to me in terms of where the Think Again moment is on all of this. You can focus on those that uh, were being loud and boisterous and booing. Uh, and uh, shouting down the senator. You can talk about the vast majority who behaved themselves properly uh, in that kind of setting. And then you can talk about the whys and hows of it all. And so we're going we're gonna to stay with this question uh, throughout the first hour here and talk about some of the things we need to in terms of respect uh, and understanding. We're going to talk about this idea of intolerant tolerance, uh, which is uh, part of the problem, to be sure. Uh, but let's break it down just a little bit. If you're just uh, kind of catching up on the news of the day, uh, of course, uh, Senator Romney was uh, booed during a portion of, of his speech, and that uh, triggered a, a host of things across the country. Uh, Senator Susan Collins, Republican from Maine over the weekend, uh, gave her comments after she saw the treatment of the senator at the Utah Republican Party convention. I was appalled. Mitt Romney is an outstanding senator who serves his state and our country well. We Republicans need to remember that we are united by fundamental principles such as a belief in personal responsibility, individual freedom, opportunity, free markets, a strong national defense. Those are the principles that unite us. We are not a party. Uh, that is led by just one person. So that's again, uh, Senator Susan Collins from Maine, a Republican, a moderate Republican uh, back in the Senate. And I will say that uh, when I was in Washington as a Senate chief of staff, uh, that I disagreed with Senator Collins on a host of things, uh, a lot of things, both in terms of approach 
and positioning. And I actually agreed with what she said over the weekend. Uh, And the most important thing, I think, for Republicans to think through, Democrats have to look at this as well, and that is, are we going to be a party centered on a person, an individual, a politician, or will we be centered in a set of principles and a set of policies that go with that? And I think if that's where you get to, then it's a very different discussion. Now, does every delegate have a right to boo? Of course they do. Of course they do. But just because you can do something does not mean you should do something. Uh, there is an appropriate time for all of that. Uh, and so let's let's get to the think again component of this. Uh, so let's uh, listen uh, to Senator Romney and the rest of the speech that was probably more important than the early moments uh, where there was a lot of booing. Let me tell you what an old-fashioned Republican like me believes. I believe that we should balance our budget. I believe that Putin and Kim Jong-un are thugs. I believe that America must remain the home of the strongest military in the world. I believe that character counts both in our homes and in our leaders. I believe in protecting life, both born and unborn. I believe in protecting the Constitution of the United States of America. All right, so that was Senator Romney. Uh, that was the part of the speech that you probably didn't hear over the weekend because everything we were focused and obsessed uh, on the the actions of the few and the loud as opposed to the many uh, who were uh, respectful. And again, voters, delegates, citizens uh, all have a right to do that. Of course they do. Uh, But again, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And if you listen to the senator's speech, you could say, oh, okay, well, that that sounds uh, like a pretty solid interpretation of the Republican Party platform. He talked about balancing the budget. He talked about Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin. He talked about having a strong military and how important that was to the world. He talked about character. He talked about homes. Uh, He talked about protecting life of the born and the unborn. He talked about the Constitution. So the thing we have to get back to is if if you pull it apart, do you agree with those principles? Uh, I think uh, most Utahns would agree with those, regardless of political party. And so why are we obsessing and why are we drilling down and rewarding bad behavior? Uh, that's that's a rule at our house. Do not reward bad behavior. <laughs> Move on. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Utah State uh, Representative uh, Candace uh, Perucci, uh, she was on CNN uh, talking about uh, where the party is and where the party is likely to go and what it will take to actually get there. As the youngest member of our state legislature in Utah and probably one of the youngest in the country and as a millennial, I have hoped that we absolutely will continue to maintain relevancy. However, I think what's critical is that we as a party recognize we're not a party of a person and that we need to get back to the idea of opportunity, individual liberties, entrepreneurship, upward social mobility. That's what we need to be running on, and that's the messaging we need to have. And the different solutions that come from that, fantastic. Mm. So I am I am hopeful that we are just going through some growing pains right now, but that at the end of the day, um, 
people vote with their heart. And I think you'll see if Senator Mitt Romney chooses to run for reelection, that he'll be reelected in Utah. So again, that was uh, Representative uh, Candace Perucci. And again, she's uh, probably one of the youngest representatives in the country uh, here as a state representative in the state of Utah. And I, I like the fact that she focused on the principles and that we have to get past the politics of personality and that that's the that's the real key. Uh, one other thing that uh, that Candace uh, represented on her interview on CNN this morning was the fact that uh, Utah has a really good model. Uh, if if you've got a, a party that can span from uh, Mitt Romney and Mike Lee to to Chris Stewart and John Curtis and Burgess Owen and Blake Moore, uh, that's that's a pretty good spectrum. Uh, none of those are exactly the same, and they all have different takes and different angles. Uh, but the core principles seem to be there. Uh, this is the other thing that you have to think again about. Uh, I mentioned this a couple times today, uh, and that is the fact that people say, well, uh, you know, I was against Mitt Romney. It's like, but you were for the policies of President Trump. And you have to recognize, you have to think again. You think Mitt Romney was against President Trump? Think again. Mitt Romney voted with President Trump on policy, on legislation, uh, more than almost any other Republican senator. So to think that he, to say that he was just against the president is uh, is just not accurate. Uh, he was for the president on 84% of the votes that came up relating to policy. One of the highest Republican votes with the president in the Senate. Uh, so that's not being against the president. Now, they obviously had their disagreements on style and temperament and character and, and those kinds of things. And Mitt Romney did what he said he would do as a candidate. And so the booing component to this, to me, gets to the, the real issue, which is the issue of respect. It's the respect component that we have to get to. Disagreements are great, especially in our politics. But how we disagree actually matters. Stay with us. We're going to talk about how we do that coming up next. It's all about just a little respect is all it takes. Uh, Again, as we are staying with the question just a little bit longer today in terms of uh, what took place, what kind of sparked things over the weekend, Uh, one of our texters chimed in and said, uh, you know, remember that... uh, the governor, uh, Spencer Cox, also got uh, a smattering of booze and uh, were probably not dissimilar uh, from the amount that uh, that Senator Romney received. And again, it's fine if you disagree. Uh, there are better ways to deal with it and there are respectful ways to deal with it. Uh, one of it is to show up and vote. And if you believe someone is no longer representing your values, your interests, uh, vote different. We have to remember We have to remember, for as much as we complain, we keep sending the same people back over and over and over again. 94% of incumbents won re-election last cycle. That's a lot. Uh, And that tells me that while we may whine and complain and air our grievances, in the end, we're afraid. We're afraid of losing power. We're afraid of voting for the loser. We're afraid of maybe being uh, on the outside looking in 
because if somebody else wins and we voted for somebody else, uh, they they may not love us as much. <laughs> they may not invite us to the meeting or to the party. And, and so it, it starts with this idea of respect. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in our next segment. We're going to talk about intolerant tolerance, which I think is a, a big problem in the country today. But as we continue this, uh, it was interesting. Uh, the United States of America is not a grievance society. Yeah, we get mad. We get frustrated. We do that. Uh, but this is a forward-moving place. Uh, this is about you just pick up, dust yourself off, and move forward. And when we get into trouble, whether that's in political parties, whether that is in our communities, whether that's in the country as a whole, it's when we just kind of plop down on the ground and have a fit and just yell our grievances. Uh, You will remember uh, from the uh, hit TV program Seinfeld uh, that uh, George Costanza's dad, uh, played by the great Jerry Stiller, uh, explained that there was a a, a, a holiday, Festivus, for the airing of grievances. At the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Newcomers. <laughs> the tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. And sometimes that's what town halls, <laughs> political conventions, national cable TV, uh, it's sort of festivist for the rest of us 24-7. And, again, that's not who we are as a country. We're, we're way better than that. And, and I get it. I get it. Uh, are there people who have frustrations with Senator Romney, dating all the way back to 2012, of course, the Ron Paul supporters felt like they were shut out of the process at convention, even though they'd amassed a, a large number of delegates. Uh, there are those that are frustrated, you know, on votes, uh, especially around impeachment and so on. Uh, but you really have to go beyond the grievance stuff uh, and think about it. How much of that is stuff that is going to matter, not just a year from now and not just a week from now, but an hour from now, uh, is that still going to matter? Or would you rather have someone who would speak up, speak out, even when they have to do it alone? You know, for, for all the conversations we have about if only, if only we could have some politicians who would be willing to go against their party, who would be willing to speak truth to power, uh, it's an interesting thing. Uh, because we like that up to the point that they disagree with us. And then it's far too easy to jump on the Festivus bandwagon and start shouting our grievances. Uh, This is not a grievance nation. This is a nation built on people who didn't have time for group griping and pity parties. This is a nation that was built by people who were just unwilling to, to have an excuse or to waste a single moment or an ounce of energy on things that really didn't matter all that much. And so dissent is great. Dissent is an important part of who we are as Americans, to be sure. It's how we do it that matters. 
And if you want to make a difference, if you want to change the dynamic, get involved. Engage. Elevate the conversation. Change the dynamic. But it's too easy to fall into the Seinfeld, hey, let's just air our grievances. <laughs> let's let's just express uh, how, how frustrated we are. <laughs> let's just uh, talk about how disappointed we are uh, instead of just doing something about it. And until we can get to that point, until we can really get to uh, the idea that, yeah, if I, if I have a dissenting point of view, great. What's my job now? What do I need to do with that? And whether that's writing a letter to the editor, whether that's calling in on a radio show, whether that's showing up at a town hall meeting or a city council meeting, uh, most of those which go uh, with pretty low attendance and very little coverage, because it's not big and it's not exciting. Are you willing to have the conversation far away from the spotlight? Are you willing to do it in a moment where you're not going to get any free publicity? Are you willing to go and listen to the other side? Uh, I'll never forget going to, uh, to one town hall here in the state of Utah with an elected official. And there was a, a member in the audience who was clearly not of the senator's political persuasion. Uh, his T-shirt said so. His look said so. His comments uh, to the staff when he came in, uh, he was there to really just kind of be disgusted and to have some grievance. And he just assumed that he would sit there and listen to an elected official and be really frustrated and, and leave angry. And we made the decision that that citizen should be the first question. Now, a lot of politicians would say, no, 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 don't call on that person. They're clearly against you. They're here to heckle. They're here to uh, be combative. Uh, but the senator invited the person to ask the first question. And he listened. And then he responded with a question. And he listened again. And even though they didn't come to an agreement in terms of the policy, they had respect. And I'll never forget this this young man came over to me after this event and said, I didn't think I would ever be called on to ask a question because the T-shirt he was wearing clearly was supporting another political party and another politician. He said the fact that the senator called on me first was respectful. And that's what we got to get to. Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to engage? The ideas of shouting down, turning your back, all of that uh, is, is not what the country's about. This is not a grievance nation. This is a solutions nation. And we can get to those solutions. And most of those solutions begin in our own communities and in our own state, uh, not from Washington, D.C. And so we can have those kinds of debates. But we're going to take this one step further when we come back from the break. Uh, we're going to pick up and we're going to talk about this idea of intolerant tolerance. What is it and why is it a problem and how do we fix it? Coming up. On KSL News Radio. Stay with us.
Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources on a Monday. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And as we round out our conversation of where where are we really? Can we can we have civil conversations anymore? Can we have real good debate and discussion? Or are we just going to retreat to our corners and boo and hiss and yell, uh, whether that's at a convention or whether that's in your social media feed? It is the same. And are we willing to really engage and listen? I, I think it is the ultimate test of intelligence uh, to be able to listen to somebody you know you disagree with. The the antics of, of booing and yelling and turning your back, uh, any three-year-old can do that. Any three-year-old is totally capable of that behavior when they don't like something that somebody is saying to them. We have to do better. And again, I'm not just talking about a convention. I'm talking about your social media feed. I'm talking about the way you interact online. I'm talking about the way you have conversations with family members. Can you engage? Can you listen? And if you can't, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? If you look at the example for Mitt Romney over the weekend, were you really afraid were you really scared of something that the senator was going to say? And if so, why? Remember, it's about voting. If you don't like someone in office, vote them out. Vote different. But what are you afraid of? We keep sending the same people back. Incumbents win at a just an alarming rate. And so then we get to this idea of intolerant tolerance where oh yeah we're very tolerant we're so tolerant as long as you agree with me and as long as you agree with me i am so tolerant of you but the moment we disagree suddenly i become intolerant and intolerant tolerance is not tolerance at all I remember back a few years ago uh, at one of the universities here in the state of Utah, they were going to give an honorary degree to a distinguished alumni, someone who had done extraordinary work locally, nationally, internationally. And someone decided that because this recipient uh, had been connected to a certain cause, uh, that they were not worthy of receiving an honorary degree. And as often happens on college campuses around the country, uh, a protest was starting to be organized. And again, this was someone who any university anywhere would be honored to call this person part of their alumni and part of their community. And so it was interesting as there was this kind of back and forth in terms of uh, what whether this person should be honored or not or whether the university should rescind it or change the website or whatever it may be. Uh, of course, the loud crowd on the extremes, both sides of the issue, 
started to yell, started to boo, started to say, no, we have to stop this. And then they decided that, well, what we'll do is we'll have the students turn their backs on this person when they receive their honorary degree. And that was kind of the last straw for me. It's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Are, are we so into political purity tests that we can't even honor somebody who's done extraordinary work locally, nationally, internationally, in business and in philanthropy and in a host of other things uh, that we can't honor that person? And then it really hit me. You know, this whipping the students into a frenzy of indignation to the point that they would you know, turn their back on an honored son or daughter of the university was actually teaching them to turn their backs on the most important lesson from their entire university experience. And that is openness to learning. To learning from and discussing a wide variety of thoughts and ideas. And while, of course, the students had a right to protest, I go back to where we began, just because you can does not mean you should. And that is also part of what the university students students should have learned during their college years. And so if our, if our teaching of tolerance is that we're to be tolerant only of those we agree with and that we should disrespectfully treat and dismissively turn our backs or boo everyone else, uh, we've taught the wrong lesson. By word and deed, uh, we're talking about intolerant tolerance, which, for the record, really isn't tolerance at all. And so it's, it's time for all of us to step back and say, okay, what's my, what's my job? What's my role in all of this? Am I showing respect to those that I disagree with? Easy to show respect to those that are on your team. Easy to show respect for those that are on your side. But what about those you disagree with? And again, I don't care whether it's on a university campus or in a community or in a country. If we are only tolerant of those who agree with us, we have a long, long, long way to go in terms of real tolerance for the country. And it starts with each one of us and our behavior. How are we behaving uh, in every forum, in every opportunity? And do we have the humility and the willingness to listen? And again, if you don't like what you hear, Vote with your feet, vote with your wallet, or vote with your ballot. That's how we vote. If you don't like a certain establishment for whatever they're doing, don't go there. If you don't like a certain politician, vote different. But vote. Don't don't just boo. Don't just yell and scream and turn your back. Uh, We're better than that. We can do better than that. And nowhere does it say that tolerance is about group hugs and kumbaya moments. Uh, On the contrary, some of our most important moments in our nation's history were very contentious. They were challenging. 
But again, it's not about the grievance. If we're just going to sit around and have a group griping pity party, woe is me, here's my list of grievances, uh, we can go back to Seinfeld and we can have Festivus for the rest of us. And you can just air grievances. If you want to be part of the solution, there's a better way to do it. And let's be part of that. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about this idea of education, how we do that, how we can do that different in terms of degrees. SUU President Scott Wyatt's going to join us coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 